This show is part of the Pika Science Podcast, studying the intersection of video games and science. Let's begin, as we always do, by closing our eyes and imagining a new scenario. It's one that I think all of us are very, very, very familiar with. Imagine yourselves the most powerful trainer or the one that just started. Anywhere in between, you're on your journey with your Pokemon, doing what you do best. Battling folks, researching wild Pokemon encounters, just chucking Pokeballs everywhere, whatever you end up doing. Sooner or later, at a certain point, a realization has come to your mind. Oh boy, my Pokemon are low in health, I gotta use some items. Now these items you have found, if we're in the main series game, could be that random super potion behind the tree on the left-hand corner of the city. It could be that giant Pokeball that's sitting there in the middle of the forest that just screams out, please take me. Or, if you're like everybody else, like the vast majority of folks, you're probably going to a Pokemart. So you find, especially in the old games where you had the bright blue roof on top of the building, or the modern games where everything's all nicely and congested, and you just walk on over to the blue person behind the bar, waiting for them to get things started, get the transaction going. Find out what exactly you want, you pay for it, you get it. That person that works there, what is commonly referred to as a Pokemart. What exactly is the Pokemart? How exactly does it work? And where do they get their products from? And the, the biggest question, why is it only Pokemarts that are selling all of these things all over the region? They, for better or for worse, are a monopoly. And that's what we're talking about today. As we jump in, Pokenomics. Hello everyone, welcome to Pokenomics here on the Pika Science Podcast feed. I am your host, the professional economist, he says sarcastically himself, Anaru himself, and today we're going to be discussing monopolies, duopolies, and what exactly the difference is between these, how they keep showing up in every single Pokemon game, just hiding there, waving its hand, hoping that you notice and everything in between. So let's strap on in and get started. Let's start off with a pretty basic question. When you think of Monopoly, what's the first thing you think of? Chances are, unless you're currently studying or reading about or taking a class on economics, when you think of Monopoly, the first thing you think of is the board game where you got the little pieces. Sometimes you want to be, you know, the cat or the trash can looking thing. Uh, as you go around a board collecting money, buying houses, trying to take you know 12 hours to beat a three-hour game and everything in between. Well, in economics, a monopoly is a little bit different. At the very least, there is no play money, nor is there a guy with a monocle, probably. What exactly is a monopoly? At its core, a monopoly is effectively occurring when a single company or entity dominates an entire market. They control the production, distribution, and everything about it of a particular good or a particular service. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean they have 100% control over everything, because a lot of those instances are very hard to find. But it's usually one company controlling the vast amount of that specific type of business. They're effectively the exclusive provider, giving significant influence over pricing and market dynamics. Now, monopolies can form in a few different ways. Uh, a common method, for example, is through barriers to entry. 
So picture this, if you've got a company that's developed a brand new product, it's unique, never been done before, or brand new technology. Due to various different items like patents, high startup costs, or exclusive access to resources, it's becoming incredibly challenging for other firms to enter into the market and compete. Usually, while all of these things do make it challenging for other firms to enter into the market, like I just mentioned, these patents, startup costs, or resource access allow that initial company that made the unique product or technology to actually be able to take advantage of that, be able to run a business and get on their feet during the duration of a patent or these high startup costs. Then, after a patent expires, or startup costs get cheaper, or resources become more plentiful, other firms can enter into the market and compete, thus driving down the price, producing more supply, general economics terms inserted here. So why exactly should we care about monopolies? Well, monopolies have, like most things in the world, positive and negative impacts on the economy. On the positive side, they can lead to increased efficiency or innovation as the monopoly itself has the resources and the incentive to invest in research and development. On the other hand, there's a dark side to a monopoly as well. You can imagine being the only player in town providing a vital service. Without any competitors, you could be tempted to and have arguably an economic reason to jack up prices, reduce quality, or limit choices for consumers. And as a result, this is where concerns about market power and consumer welfare come into play. For this, you usually lead to a higher power in the economic world, aka a government, to come in and step in to regulate monopolies. Antitrust laws, regulatory bodies, all of these are designed to prevent monopolies from exploiting their dominant positions and harming consumers or stifling competition. Well, that explains a monopoly, but what about that other term I used earlier, a duopoly? What exactly is that? Well, you can kind of probably guess by the number and the fact I put both of them in the same sentence. A duopoly is a situation where two companies together own all or nearly all of the market for a given product or service. Now, this duopoly is also one of the various different forms of an oligopoly. It's a basic version of that. An oligopoly is effectively a scaled-up version of a duopoly, a market that's dominated by a few small companies. perfect example of an oligopoly, while it's not a duopoly, is cell phones. Think about the major carriers that exist in the modern day, especially in the US. AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, and then a bunch of other companies that are either subsidiaries, assisted by, or recently acquired by one of these three firms. These three are the big ones, and while they don't combine to own 100% market share, they do combine to hold a lot of market share. As a result, you've got an oligopoly. A duopoly, a solid example of this, might be Apple and Android products. Those are really the big ones that you see out there. Now, you've got other firms that produce products as well, and they've got their own operating systems or methods of production. But for the most part, a duopoly will, like this would consist of two different companies, Apple, Android, or if you want to say Google in that regard. Now, let us bring this back to the Pokemon universe. Now, we could talk about the Poke Centers. I think that would be an interesting episode to itself, because it, while it does have similar conditions to the monopoly that exists here, it being a health service kind of makes it interesting in its own right. So I'm going to push that aside, maybe make that a future episode, and this specifically focusing on the Pokemarts. Now, if you go to a Pokemart, usually found in any of your big cities, it is the location to go when buying whatever items you need to buy. You can find typically various different items, such as Pokeballs, potions, revives, special healing items, repels, similar sort of things like that. And the vast majority of these items are theoretically produced by another company, sold to the Pokemart, who 
who then sell it to you directly, theoretically, for some upscaled price as well. Which actually, now that I think about it, this is me going off script, leads down an interesting rabbit hole of how much of a profit are they getting on this? Could you theoretically go to the source and try to purchase from the source? That would be really fascinating to do. Uh, I, Me going off script a little bit, let's just push that to the side before I go down that rabbit hole. Now, the Pokemarts themselves could be considered a monopoly. When you go shopping in the Pokemon games, chances are you're going to a Pokemart. Now, in the modern games, they start to have various other shops that have diversified a little bit. You can go to the sandwich shops to get those specific things or ice cream shops, especially I'm talking Scarlet and Violet here, where they have specialized shops to do those things. For a long time, they've had specialized medicine shops that have unique items that you can't find in a Pokemart. But for the most part, if you're going to buy a Pokeball, you're going to the Pokemart. If you want to get some super potions, you're going to the Pokemart. It's effectively a monopoly. Theoretically, of course, while we don't see this in-game because I highly doubt the standard 10-year-old is very interested in government monopolies, it could be an interesting thing if they wanted to make a PhD version of Pokemon. That'd be a weird twist. Uh, yeah, Pokemon Economics. Just call the game that and then have a different one like Pokemon Psychology or something. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be fascinating. Uh, in the Pokemon Economics game, though, they theoretically talk about how this system works and the monopoly that exists and the government agency that's watching to make sure the Pokemarts don't upscale the prices. Or, in another scenario, the governments flat out own it. A lot of the regulation sort of items that you see on a day-to-day -day basis in the real world, a lot of those quote-unquote monopolies are owned by the government. They're state-owned products that are then able to produce, the government is able to eat out any of the, the loss in sales and other things like that, any lack of profit that's made because they're a government agency, and the company is able to produce and supply the people with whatever good that is. Now, while the Pokemarts themselves are monopolies, there are a couple of companies, very popular in the games, though you might not have necessarily explored them a lot, that produce a lot of the things that are sold at Pokemarts. This is where the duopoly comes into play because the vast majority of the products you're buying are produced by Silfco or the Devon Corporation. Now, most of the items that you probably use and know on a regular basis are manufactured by Silfco. We're talking all of the Pokeballs, the various potions, some T most TMs, actually, repels, escape ropes, all those held items, the fun stuff like that, while Devon Corp is more variations and technology-based. Devon Corp is the company that produced the running shoes back when that was a thing, the Devon Scope the luxury ball, the dive ball, the timer ball, and various other inventions that are in progress, maybe to be released in the future. This itself is a duopoly. For the most part, two companies together own nearly all of the market for a given product or service, like I mentioned before. These two companies are the ones that are producing the vast majority of quote-unquote trainer goods. Sure, you can find the medicine shops that will sell you energy powder and other things like that, but for the most part, you're finding everything from these two companies. At the very least, in the main series games, it is a monopoly in the sense of having the vast majority of market share. With the exception, of course, of the random shops here and there that can sell specialized items that have some beneficial effects, but also some backside to it. But if you want to talk about a real monopoly, a real true monopoly, and if you want to even add the little maniacal factor that monopolies tend to have when it comes to the bad rap sometimes that monopolies can get, I want to bring it to my game series, the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon franchise. If you play the games, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about here, because there, there are no Pokemarts in these games. In the Mystery Dungeon franchise, to sum it up in about 12 seconds, instead of you being a trainer, you are the Pokemon in a world of Pokemon and only Pokemon. 
As a result, Pokemon are going to be the shopkeepers, because that's how it works. And especially in the early games. While there are no Pokemarts, there is the Kecleon shop. The Kecleon shop, which is found in basically your standard local city, if you want to call it, is consistent of two different Kecleons, a normal Kecleon and a purple one that has never been seen outside of this franchise, which has always bothered me because I'm like, why? That's a shiny right there, but we're not going to use it? All right, sure, why not? Anyway, uh, rather than me going on that shiny tangent, these Kecleons run their own shops. It is the only way to purchase the standard items you use. Now, you can do various other methods. They'll have different shops later on in the future that will allow you to, say, trade in gold bars for poke, which you can then use to buy somewhere else. There's a Zatu that you can use to unlock these chests that can contain items. But if you want to go to a shop to buy a thing, it is with the Kecleons. They have somehow obtained a effectively 100% monopoly on buying stuff, which is bonkers. On top of that, if you want to talk that little bit of like negative side of monopolies and how they can sometimes be a little corrupt, there is a, a literal running gag in the series, especially in the early games, where the Green Kecleon, I think he's the elder brother, technically speaking, nevertheless, the Green Kecleon, you can find him selling items inside Mystery Dungeons, which naturally generate poke and various other items. And I find it so funny, because one of the newsletters in the original games, there are newsletters that are effectively sent to you, just talking about the world building itself. And one of the newsletters that's sent out is talking about how maniacal this Kecleon is, and the fact that he's out here collecting free items in the dungeon, and then laying them all out in a nice little platter to ask you to come over here, buy some of my stuff, which is probably the most diabolical Monopoly thing I've ever heard. So I just looked it up because I, I want to share the love I have of the Mystery Dungeon franchise to all of you. This is the biggest reason why I'm on this show among the economics things as well. So I'm going to read out this newspaper letter that's sent out uh, throughout the Mystery Dungeon game. So they send them out. I, I forget if it's based on days or just progression through the stories. But uh, newsletter number 34, where is Kecleon? There have been numerous reports that the older of the Kecleon merchants in Pokemon Square occasionally goes missing. Some residents claim he's greedy. He must be off doing business somewhere. His younger brother denies such claims. He wouldn't get free items in dungeons and try to sell them. Dot, dot, dot. It's so fun. I love it. That's effectively a monopoly if you want to look at them from the maniacal standpoint, while the Pokemarts probably aren't as maniacal. At the very least, the Pokemon games are not making them maniacal. To wrap this up in a nice little bow, a monopoly is where a company rules the roost effectively in a particular market. They control the supply and pricing of a product or service. A duopoly is the basic form of an oligopoly, where two companies control the vast majority of and rules the roost of a particular market, control supply, pricing. This can actually lead down a whole rabbit hole about game theory, which we've talked a little bit about in the past, and can definitely have more episodes about because game theory itself could be its own show if we really wanted to. It's a really fascinating concept, bringing up the questions about competition, innovation, and consumer well-being in the world of economics. So, as we go back to the beginning of this episode, we close our eyes and imagine ourselves frantically looking for a super potion that we don't have, or, because we are really obsessed with having Premier Balls, trying to get another Premier Ball. Gotta go to the Monopoly. Now, at least the Pokemarts aren't upcharging you the way that Kecleon is. You go to the Pokemon, get your Pokeballs, get your potions, knowing that there's a duopoly behind them when it comes to production, that Monopoly themselves, at least according to either regulation or maybe their just own common decency, have not upcharged you here. And yes, I am still mad about Kecleon. 
Thank you everyone for listening to this episode that uh, had a little bit of ranting in it. Until next time, take care.